Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor. And you're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele. By asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Alita Maxwell. Alita, how you doing? Good, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing, amazing. So as an international leadership coach, Alita Maxwell leverages all her knowledge and background as a former CHRO and development expert to offer proven techniques and strategies that help both emerging and accomplished leaders to communicate effectively, develop trust while building strong relationships centered around accountability, and transform teams to reach their true potential. Ooh, Alita, let's go. Great, great (laughs) resume. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's truly a joy to get to do what I do every day. There you go. So, you know, I I, I know you are a person that's big on communication skill. How's that? How's that pitch? Yeah, I think that communication (laughs) is is so fundamental to getting buy-in and influencing our teams to allow them to reach their full potential. If we can't communicate our vision, if we can't communicate why what we're doing is so important, then it's really, really hard to get the team to coalesce around that vision and strategy. Yes, indeed. You are absolutely right. So, Alita, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, right? Who are you? Where are you from? How you got started? But the too many version. Of course. So, yeah, my previous background has been primarily in the hospitality and nonprofit worlds. I came up through operations, but in 2012, I was given an amazing opportunity to join a restaurant group here in New York, Dos Toros Taqueria. I was able to lead operations, finance, and HR as we grew. I was allowed to give away some of those departments and primarily focus on HR. In my role as chief human resource officer, I helped the group grow to 22 locations over two states where we were finally able to sell the company at the beginning of last year which is what allowed me to pivot into leadership and communication coaching. So last year I was fortunate enough to be able to write a book, Uplifting Leaders, How to Have Difficult Conversations That Motivate and Inspire, and start working with my coach partners to really dig into their leadership intentions and how they wanted to show up on a daily basis to motivate and inspire their team. Awesome, awesome. So um, Alita, are you a transplant or are you a native New Yorker? Let's go further back. Let's go. Let's let's dive further back. Yeah, I'm originally from San Jose, California. I grew up um, in the Bay Area. At 18, I decided to move to LA for a couple years just to have fun. So I did that for about four years, and then realized that my heart was being called to New York City. I just loved the energy, the um, a little bit of the chaos, but the different communities all housed within this city. So I moved here in 2004 and have just loved living here. So I consider myself a true New Yorker at this point, although some might argue against that, but I, I'm here to stay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So prior to us jumping live, we had, we had this conversation and I mentioned once you've surpassed the 10-year mark, you are a true New Yorker. 
<laughs> I completely agree. I feel like this is my city at this point. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, Alita, why did you get into coaching? What, you know, what drew you towards this path? Yeah, so about four and a half years ago, I was sitting in that role, Chief Human Resource Officer, and it was my dream role on paper. And I just wasn't happy. I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I knew that we were going to be selling the company. That was our goal that we were working towards. And I need to figure out what was my next chapter going to look like. So I started working with an executive coach to get some clarity. And what I discovered is that the moments that I was truly living my joy and purpose every day were those moments that I was either coaching one-on-one -on -one or small group coaching, specifically focused around leadership and communication. And so that just, that kind of became the next for me to dig into. I was fortunate enough to be able to get my um, professional coaching certificate, and that allowed me a little bit more confidence to understand the differences between strategizing and coaching. And yeah, I, I dug in full steam ahead on what really allowed me to live my joy and my purpose on a daily basis. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com. And schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Okay. So by coaching and helping helping your clients um, become better speaker, better communicators, and better leaders, you mentioned this is your purpose, right? So do you do you find that it doesn't it no longer feels like work? It feels like you're having an amazing, amazing time. Yeah, there's definitely parts of my job that still feel like work. Marketing and sales don't come easy to me, so those are the stretch points. But when I'm one-on-one -on -one with a client or with a small group coaching, I, it doesn't feel like work. It is so much fun to see them have what I call their light bulb moments. Those moments where there's a breakthrough, there's a change in perception, and they move from more of a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. They see all the possibilities. That's when it, it's just true joy for me. Nice, nice. So who do you work with primarily? Do you work with just women, men, entrepreneurs, mid-level? What's your clientele? Yeah, I work with middle mid-level managers all the way up to the CEO and founders. My sweet spot is definitely senior leadership. Those that can influence and drive the company forward. That's where I find I have the most to offer. But truly, it's anybody that's wanting to really expand on their leadership skills. I find that so many get into leadership because they were so good at the thing. 
They have the technical abilities. They're really, really hard workers, but they haven't given a lot of thought to how do they want to show up on a daily basis? What type of leadership philosophy do they want to be living? And how do they communicate in a way that's aligned with that philosophy? And so once we start digging into that, there's just a whole bunch of work we can do around that, which allows them to show up in a much more confident manner and a way that allows them to really serve their team and their team's needs. I find that when our team feels seen, heard, and appreciated, then they will show up with their true 100% selves to work on a daily basis and feel that reward on a team level. Yes, indeed. Let's, let's double down on what you just mentioned. You mentioned, you mentioned aligning with their, 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 their true purpose, right? Um, their communications, the communication. Um, how, how do you go about finding the communication and the leadership type of structure? Do you have a, do you have a, a specific, um, I guess, process to, to get this out of your clients or, or, or do you learn this as you go along? Yeah, so I always start with an assessment to help uncover my coach partner's needs and values. I find that that's really important for me to understand how they're approaching problems, their perspective, and really what needs are they focused on getting met on a daily basis. Once I understand that, then we kind of get into what type of a leader do you want to be? I find most have not reflected a lot on that question. So once they gain some clarity around that, then we can start aligning their communication style in that way. I find so many show up and are very reactive at work. Mm. They're not very intentional as to what type of energy do they want to show up? How do they want to communicate with their team in terms of setting expectations and holding each other accountable? When we can get some clarity as to how we want to show up, then the rest of the pieces tend to fall in order. And there's not uh, so much of a lost um, or lack of confidence in the moment it's much more, oh, this is how I need to address this problem in this way, because that then aligns with how I want to show up for my team. Yes, indeed. So it seems like you do like a, a four assessments to to really get clarity, because the key word you mentioned was clarity, because without clarity, it's hard for you to advance forward. Yeah, we're all different. We're all um, going to see problems in a different way, and we're all trying to get our needs met in every interaction. So once we again, can get clear as to what are those needs and how am I trying to get them met, both in healthy and unhealthy ways, then we can be a bit more intentional in how we lead our team. Yes, 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 indeed. So, you know, I've interviewed many coaches, right, with different coaching styles and just different techniques. What would you say your coaching style is? I aim to be a transformational coach. I want to not necessarily focus primarily on strategies, but really focus on how we show up in every interaction, how we can, what we can control. And again, the energy that we bring, the word choice, but getting to that root cause is what I'm always focused on. Mm. We can spend a lot of time on symptoms, but until we dig into what is the root cause, then we're going to just see ourselves having the same conversations over and over again. When we can focus on the root cause and then work together to find strategies to move forward to get both of our needs met, that's when you start to see some of that transformation. Yes, indeed. And this is where you're not aligned because we both focus on getting to the root cause of the problem. Because if you just focus on the superficial, 
then you're always going to repeat the same cycle, which is going to lead to ailment and problems. And it's going to happen again and again and again. You have to get to the root cause of the problem, right? So you Yeah, get, whenever so I have a similar. client, whenever I have a client that says, you know, I have the same conversations over and over again, it's like, oh, we haven't gotten to the root cause yet. You're just focusing on the symptoms. And yeah, that's really frustrating to have the same conversation with the same person repeatedly. Yes, indeed. Definitely, definitely. So um, let's just dive, dive on that on that topic a little bit more. Do you find that some of your clients find it difficult to share with you to, I guess, uh, put down the guard? Because it, now you're working with high performers now, right? And a lot of high performers, they tend to, you know, kind of protect themselves. So do you, do you find this um, very prevalent? What type of clientele do you work with? I really, the first initial meeting or the free consultation, if you will, that I have with a potential client, that's what I'm looking for is if there's a connection, if they're able to be vulnerable with me. Okay. If I feel that they're not able to be vulnerable with me, then I'm typically honest. There's been two times that I've had to tell somebody, I don't think that I'm the right coach for you because I mm -hmm. could feel that they were very guarded. And if somebody's going to be really guarded with me, then I don't feel I can add the value I want to add and I don't want to waste their time or money. And so mm -hmm. I'll be really, really upfront with that. Be honest. I've been very lucky that the majority of people that I've spoken with didn't seem to be on guard like that. They might have had some ego and defensive defenses up, but they were really vulnerable with me and sharing with me their challenges. And if somebody comes to me like that, I think we can work together quite well and I can add that value. There you go. I love it. I love it. So um yeah that level of transparency and just keeping it real right um being honest with your client because everyone is not the right fit for every coach or every client so that's that's absolutely true right there so now I want you to put yourself in your client's shoe or in a prospect's shoe right imagine looking for a coach what traits what traits would you um say that person you being that prospect shoe should be looking for. In the coach. Yeah, so having uh, had to find my own coach a couple years ago, I looked for that connection. I looked for the comfort level. Was I willing to go all in and tell her my deep, dark thoughts that I didn't want to share with anybody else? Tell her the areas that I felt like I was failing or not good enough. Okay. If you don't feel that with your coach, they're probably not the right fit for you because in order to have transformational coaching, we have to be super vulnerable. We have to be able to say, I'm not feeling good enough in this area, or I'm really confused or lacking confidence in this area. If you're not willing to be that vulnerable with your coach, you're not going to get the full value out of them. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And every time I peel back my layers and I reveal all my vulnerabilities, I got better. <laughs> I learned more. And I really was able to receive a lot more value from my coaching, my coaches, I should say, you know, so you're absolutely right. You have to be willing to, you know, be vulnerable. You have to, in order for your coach to help you, they're there for a reason. They're there to help guide you towards the next level, you know? Yeah. If you're going to protect yourself and not allow that coach in, then you're not going to get the full value of that session. Um, and you're not going to be open to that transformation that you're wanting. Yes, indeed. So now it's storytelling time. This is like my favorite part of the whole podcast <laughs> because now I get to hear you tell your story of a, t a time where you help one of your clients overcome a hurdle. 
right? You help guide them towards success. So do you mind sharing one of, one of, one of those testimonies slash stories with us? Sure, I have a couple, but one of the ones that comes to mind was this gentleman that had recently been promoted into a senior leadership position in HR. And he was really lacking confidence. He didn't understand how he could be a leader and support his team at the same time. He had a fixed mindset that it was one or the other. And so we really had to work on what type of leadership philosophy he wanted to align himself with and how do you do both lead and support in one moment um, and do that from a place that's confident yet open to be challenged, open to being wrong and learning at all times. And so we worked together for about, I think in total 12 months. And what was so much fun to see is his confidence grew to the point where he was really comfortable by the end of us working together, challenging his team. His team would have some really large debates, which before he was not at all comfortable leading and facilitating. He said, our team argues so well now. We can kind of get into it. We can bash it out and then come away all aligning behind one plan and Mm -hmm. cheerleading for each other. And so hearing that was just such a delight because he had grown so much in those 12 months to the point where his team really counted on his leadership. And before he just wasn't able to show up in that way. Yes, progress. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, those are the moments that are just so fun. There you go. You know, those are those are the rewarding moments, right? The aha moments, because you know you've gotten through to your client. Yeah, when you say my team sees the change, it's like, oh, great. That's what we want. (laughs) There you go. So, Alita, what drives you? Oh, that's a good one. What drives me? Being an avenue for change in the world. I just see so many people that are struggling because the leadership in their companies aren't able to really speak to their needs, aren't able to create that buy-in to plans and communicate during those challenging times. Um, So when I'm able to help a client better their communication skills, have those difficult conversations, how do we hold each other accountable in a really healthy way? That's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Because I think that the more that we can do this, the more that we can build strong communicators, the better our community and overall the world will be. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the goal is is to be able to get your point across and also listen. How do we how do we build um, or set clear expectations and then talk to each other when one of us or both of us aren't meeting those expectations? If we can do that on this level or on a company level, then imagine the impact on the community and on the world as a whole. Yes, indeed. You know, I, I believe communication skills is one of the most important skills a person could learn in life. You know. Yeah, and unfortunately, I just see that the emerging leadership group um, that's coming up, unfortunately, we can blame it on COVID, we can blame it on technology, there's a host of reasons why, but have really, unfortunately, lacked that development. They haven't gotten that practice. I was really, really lucky growing up that my dad is a fierce debater, and so we would have dinner together every night at the dinner table, and we would debate, and that training really set me up for a life that I was very comfortable having difficult conversations from an early age. And I've become more and more aware as I've gotten older that so many aren't given those opportunities and really struggle or worse yet, avoid some of these uncomfortable conversations to the detriment of everybody. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You're absolutely right. You know, it's funny because um, growing up, 
I was the opposite because um, I had a I had a hard time articulating my myself and get my point across, and I used to stutter. So mm-hmm. I should just keep my head in the books. That's it, you know. And I used to get so shy and nervous to speak on platforms and stages. But it took me a long time to get to this point where I'm able to like share my thoughts and get my point across. So um, it's sometimes it's about the process, right? It's about working on yourself so you can level up. And as a coach, your your clients are fortunate to have you by the side to guide them towards that next step. You know, so you have a very very you play play a pivotal a pivotal role. You know, so kudos to you for all the great things you're doing right now. Thank you so much. It's just such a joy. Yes, indeed. So are you currently working on any new projects at the moment that you can share with us? Yeah, we just released um, a new course called Ready, Set, Advance. You can get that on my website, upliftingleadership.com. It's focused on those that are in management or wanting to get into management. We focus on how to have these difficult conversations, how to set expectations, how to communicate in times of frustration, how to create buy-in and influence our team, and how to motivate and inspire through that feedback circle of both positive and critical feedback on a daily basis. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Great. So if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to connect with Alita Maxwell, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on my website, upliftingleadership.com, or they can email me at alita at upliftlead.com. Awesome. Great. 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 Alita, I I love your energy. You're such a positive person. Like you're radiating right now as we speak, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, so just thank you for coming on today's episode of How May I Serve You, right? So last but not least, how may I serve you? Continue doing the work that you're doing. It is a joy to be in community with you, and I love watching all your podcasts, so I'm super excited for your next guest as well. Awesome. I, I appreciate the support. So thanks to all our, our listeners and viewers for lending us their ears and their eyeballs. And I want everyone to make sure to follow Alita Maxwell. She's she's an amazing person, great personality, great energy, and I'm sure you will benefit tremendously from um, her coaching. So make sure to also tune in to next week's episode. This is your host, Thomas Johnson. Cheers, much love, and we'll see you on the other side. Later.